When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My talkers, enjoy this beautiful 5 o'clock drive home. And you know what's going to make it even better? Lori and Julia are here to take you into the 5 o'clock hour and hopefully on your way home to give the kiddos. Nice candy. That's right. Okay, so there's a fun fact sweeping the internet, and it involves people no less uh, than Julia Roberts and civil rights icons Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife Coretta Scott King. Yes. And in celebrate, Julia Roberts turned like 55 one day last week. Mm-hmm. Double nick- nipple n- nipples. Double nickels. And uh, <laughs> double nipples. And um. A clip of Julia Roberts explaining the connection to Gail King at a history talks presentation that happened in September recirculated. Yes. So I'm I was sh- so surprised by this. Yeah, I know. So here here we go. Something okay. we did not know about Julia Roberts, and it's Just pretty cool. Take a, just want to take a step back for you, Julia, because you have two historical figures that I'll bet most people don't know this about you. Your brush with, let's start with the day you were born. Who paid for the hospital bill? Okay. Her research is very good. We're professionals. This is a, um, uh, the King family paid for my hospital bill. Not my family. Not your family, but. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. And Coretta. And how did that come about? Well. I mean, did you guys know that about Julia Roberts? No. That, that's what I said. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King Jr. Why did they do that? Because um, well, your dad, Walter Roberts. Yes, and obviously because my parents couldn't pay for the hospital bill. Um, they, my parents had a theater school in Atlanta called the Actors and Writers Workshop. And one day Coretta Scott King called my mother and asked if her, her kids could be part of the school because they were having a hard time finding... Um, a place that would accept her kids and my mom was like sure come on over and so they just all became friends and they helped us out of a jam yeah because in the 60s you didn't have little black children interacting with little white kids right. in acting school right and your parents were like come on in yeah I think that's extraordinary yeah and it sort of lays the groundwork for who you are oh absolutely Absolutely. She said, uh-huh. and I guess her, her dad was the personal acting coach to Martin and Coretta's daughter, Yolanda, who wow. did go on to be a working actress. And um, I mean, like Yolanda in 1965, she was performing in a play and someone blew up the car outside of the theater. So, 
you know, Julia Roberts' parents by, you know, saying yes to these. Yes, it's yes, yes, not yes. taken well in Georgia. And but Betty, Betty Lou and Walter Grady. Um, but yeah, we'd never I'm very heard that before. By that. Yeah, I know. We never mm-hmm. heard that. There wasn't anything she ever was going to like humble brag about. Um and um yeah, so that was just kinda so that got posted and was going around last week and then you know, do you like this guy? Do you remember who this guy is if I show you this picture? I do. Who what's his Aaron name? Eckhart. That's right. But we've not seen Aaron Eckhart. My sister saw him more recently when he came into a store in Montana and she didn't know who he was. <laughs> He's so never hot. knows who anybody is. I know. She really lives in like She's in the celebrity would she know hot Mick Jagger spot. if he walked in. <laughs> she would because her husband. Oh, he was sometimes. Two-faced. Yeah, sometimes he was, is a Mick Jagger look like. Yeah. What are you saying about Aaron Eckhart? He was Two Face. He in yeah. the, with with Christian Bale's Batman. Yes, he, he played Two Face. Yes. But he I'm, was in some sweet. He's a romantic comic. London yeah. has fallen. Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, that he was on the motorcycle. Yes. Yeah, so oh wow. I'm glad Julia led me to Aaron accidentally. Well, he is taking over a role that Alec Baldwin has had to say goodbye to. <laughs> Alec is saying it's because he's still in Budapest filming, and it's got nothing to do with the people not wanting him on the film anymore. <laughs> what is it? What, is it's it? called Chief of Station, and it's... it's. Uh, I mean, Baldwin was announced, you know, like, before Rust about this project. But yeah. he, it's now filming next month... Olga Kurlienko and Alex Pettifer in it, and Chief of Station. <gasps> I know. Alex, Alex Pettifer. Oh, I was in love with him. So, Grant. so beautiful. <laughs> he was in studio. I was dying. Yeah, so Aaron's character, which was going to be played by Baldwin, Chief of Station, referring to Chief of Station, like CIA. You know, we know Chief of Station from watching Homeland. Yes, we do. So he, he learns that the death of his wife was not an accident. And so Eckhart is forced back into the espionage underworld, teaming with his protege, Pettifer, uh, adversaries, and a rogue Russian agent to unravel a conspiracy that challenges everything he thought he knew. So I, I think Alec Baldwin this? was asked to depart this. Oh, I just think this uh, is agreed. the best news Doesn't that Alex Pettifer has a job. A job, we and so does Aaron Eckhart. Very happy about this. Same. I'm very happy because we just this. haven't seen him Mm-mm. in anything in Mm-mm. far too long. And very he's, happy. He's a good actor. And then um, I want you to know that Susan Sarandon, Bette Midler, Megan Mullally, and Sissy Spacek are going to do uh, a comedy. Uh, that is like a really fun cast. It's called The Fabulous Four. A wedding comedy. It's, it sounds great. Doesn't it? Yes. But they're all saying that they're playing friends that are of the same age, and Megan Mullally is so much younger she is. than these other ladies that are in their 70s. Listen, all people right. are cast at all different ages. Okay, so, I mean, we've had high school people that were th- in their 30s in some of the shows yeah. that we've watched. Now, I'm happy to report that Lindsay Lohan is on the cover of Cosmo magazine, at least the... Um, November online issue, but she's promoting Falling for Christmas, which has the kid from Glee, Cord Overstreet. Mm-hmm. Which you had your little. I had a moment. Uh, you had a moment with him yeah. at the People Magazine yeah. party at the SAG Awards. All it, these people, you know, Julia could have. Because uh, I was at the same height. You were the same height. My when God, I didn't you care can't believe or know how... who they were and, and yeah. 
I would snap at him. And they, I, I mean, I to... like point. I go, Julia, there's James Marsden. He's your height. Oh. Go over there. There's Zach Efron. He's your side. Oh, Julia, here's two of the Glee guys. I'm <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'm in flat shoes and I'm towering over no, these guys. They were five, six. I, I had funny conversations, but Cord kind of, he was, he wanted to buy me a drink. Yes, oh. he did. He thought Julia looked very darling in her mm-hmm. Monique Lulier, and he was right. We both did. Mm-hmm. I moved off to just go, you know. Pretend you were Sharon Stone. That's right, Julia. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, Lindsay Lohan, you know, she's going to be in the very, Hallmark Falling for, for Christmas. Her. Yeah, she seems she's like fine. she's in a real good she place. Did, she had a, you know, when parents let she's their kids parent when they're really young, that's not a good thing. Yeah, fame yeah. would be tough. As I a think youth. it would be. Her parents let her move at seventeen to oh, Hollywood God. with a with from a, New Jersey or no. wherever with, now. with a minder, no. not either parent. And her parents, both of them, had their own problems. Yeah. Oh my word! You know? Yes, yes. But she seems really good, and I love the whole premise of um, of this falling for Christmas. So she's like this rich girl, and they're on the top of you know what's the fancy place in Switzerland, Gestad? Yes. Okay, and they're mm-hmm. up on the top, and she's like telling him, "Well, I, you know, I, you know, she basically, you know, fudged about how good of a skier she was, and now they're up on this thing, and all of a sudden, a big gust of wind blows, and she topples down into, you know, uh-huh. not really a crowd. Are they on the? Oh, they're on the ski. They're on the slopes. Yeah, yeah. They're not up in the. And when gondola. she wakes up, she doesn't know who she is. This is like overboard with yes. Goldie Hawn. Yes. And- or what's that one? While you were sleeping. Yeah. While you were sleeping, sleeping is another version of it. Bill yeah. Pullman mm-hmm. and Sandra Bullock. I, these work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the skiing out, part of it. It comes yes. out November tenth. It just looks, you know, she's yeah, she's this heiress who loses her memory and she finds herself in the care of the handsome lodge owner Cord mm. Overstreet Mm-mm. and his daughter, and she's also executive producing it. Oh, and um. She said, I just like being involved in the whole everything. And so she's very excited about it. And I have to say, I watched the trailer and it looked cute. Good. And it's Jack really Wagner's in it. Yes. Yay. And we love Jack Wagner. Where is Hallmark? Why can't Heather Locklear do some more Hallmark movies? Um, I'm gonna, I hope she's I'm doing going all right. to her page. I was just going to ask that. How is she doing? Well, well, she got back together with the high school boyfriend whom we don't like, Grant. We've made judgments mm-hmm. from afar. About him and um, whatever you, you know. Well, she had yeah. She hasn't had don't sweat the small stuff. That she was a movie last year. Twenty twenty one. She yeah. really doesn't have anything. And I think it's just she must be choosing not to work. You know. Yes. You get to a point. Well, gotta live your life. I would like you know Ryan Murphy, and you know what? Let's face it. Geez, she was like one of the most gorgeous oh, women on TV. I think it would be hard to be her aging because some of the things you know, it's it's she hard. The, yeah, it's when hard when you can have the figure that they had at eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty. But it's hard you know? to accept that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the pressure on and TV her is even more, and all of that. So yeah. we totally get it. But hoping you know that, like, I could see her. Being in, you know, some, if she feels like acting again. I I hope it's not the high school boyfriend who's holding her back from acting. We all do. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> we really do. All we right. wish her the best. Yes, we certainly do. We'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. 
Yes, uh, we'll get to the spooky news in just a second. But hey, congratulations to Taylor Swift, who's become the first artist to have the entire top 10 to herself on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. That's amazing. I mean, that is just amazing. And it's her 10th album. Yeah. You know, 10 songs. I mean, weird. yeah, that's I mean, wild. Wow. wow. Yeah. So all 10 songs in this week's Hot 100 wow. come from Taylor Swift's album Midnights, which was out, of course, on October 21st. Now she surpasses Drake's feat that he did last year when he had nine, nine. out of the 10 spots on the okay. Hot 100 charts. That's, so. that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. In, in the way that the, the music business is structured these days, mm-hmm. it's totally possible because, you know, there are singles. But every individual track from an album is also being charted. Yeah. So what's number one? Is. is it Antihero? Um, I don't oh, have don't the okay. number one song right. in front of me. Okay. But you know what? The whole, the heck, whole it's good. Yeah, Antihero is, is number one. It I just want to okay. clarify that. Replacing Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, have you guys listened to Midnight's in its entirety? I've listened to like maybe. Eight songs, and then, um, but I haven't listened to all of them. But we, we I like Bejeweled, we like them. and we like Mastermind, and um, yeah, but there's so many songs, it's like 20 songs. Yeah, it's it's quite the album, yeah. and now Taylor Swift has tarred, tied Barbra Streisand for wow. the most number one albums released by a female artist, Jeez. now according to Billboard. And she's so young. I know it. She's And she's such she's a good amazing. songwriter. She, she really, really is. is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Yes. Yeah, so congratulations to Taylor Swift mm-hmm. this afternoon. Now getting to the Halloween-related news, Friday the 13th, a prequel series called Crystal Lake has been ordered at Peacock. I yeah, like this have... very much, Holly. As long, you know, let's keep it 1975, you know, or maybe it's 74, maybe it's it's the late 60s. If it's the prequel, maybe early. I mean, I like this. I like a prequel. Well, now this is going to be written by Brian Fuller, who is the showrunner and EP of the show. You might know his some of his work. He did the Hannibal series mm-hmm. over on NBC. Yeah. Now this is being described as an expanded prequel, and we don't have any plot details. But you know, keeping in mind to your point, Lori, the first Friday the Thirteenth movie was released in 1980. So if it's a prequel, it's I mean, bell bottoms galore. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. It almost makes me think of that American Horror Story, the one that was at the summer camp. You know. Oh, right. Oh, the one that was it would it, that loosely sounded like Stillwater. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why that always seems yeah. like a good scary premise. The whole camp, little cabins in the mm-hmm. woods. Camp Redwood. Camp yes, Redwood. That. That's it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? You're teenagers. You're away from your parents. There's bound to be railroad tracks. There's bound to be, you know, some remote body of water. There's going to be an axe just randomly somewhere. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> oh my God. Now, the original Friday the 13th, fun fact, that movie grossed nearly $60 million mm. against a budget of $550,000. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder they've made so many of no them. No kidding. And horror continues to sell. It, oh. Yeah, it's such a huge uh, genre. It, yeah, absolutely. Look, there's always going to want to be teenagers mm-hmm. who want to be in a dark room. Yeah. And, you know, away from their parents. Um, and moving on from that, let's talk about Don't Worry, Darling. If you didn't catch it in the movie theater, no. it now has an HBO Max premiere date oh, it does? of November 7th. Okay. So you can taste test that mm-hmm. if you want. See what all the hubbub is. Will you watch about. it? I will watch it on yeah. HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to the movie theater. I want to get mad at 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 it all over again. So yeah. I'll watch it because you- I love the Stepford Wives, you know. And so, like, if that's where that was, you know, Olivia thought she was going there, and then, you know, the execution was just like a left hand turn instead of right whatever it was supposed to be. But I still can't believe this one thing that's true about it, which is that Harry is homely through the most of the movie. Yeah. Which just wrecks me, Holly. It wrecks me. Well, they did all that press saying that it was really hard to make Harry Styles look really ugly. Uh, and why didn't I pick up on that? That that was going to be... I didn't know it was going to be so much. That he was going to be not good looking? Yeah, for most of the movie. I did not know that until someone who saw it. And the Harry Stylers were completely... Annoyed. Well, because that. they wouldn't have gotten butts in the seats, right? If, if they had said, "Oh, yeah. you know, Harry Styles, he's getting into character. He's looking." Well, a that's why <laughs> Harry explains it's a movie within a movie that needs to be in a theater, or whatever his vague description was in Venice. It's a movie about a movie, movie. <laughs> that is a film about a film that it's about the film. And it to be seen they were in the really theater. keeping him locked down. Don't yeah. you dare say that you're like an ugly old man through most of the movie. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll move on to the American Music Award. Set your calendars. Pink and Carrie Underwood Ooh. are going to be performing at this year's AMA. We haven't seen Pink for a while. Carrie, we always see, but yeah, Pink, but Pink, Pink, yes, Pink has been on a. Well, she was on a tour for a long, yeah, you know, and, and she's she, been working out hard. Yeah. Just watched her things on Insta. Oh my gosh! Oh, so I she's love it. she's doing some. Serious she's back fitnessing. to Pink, Pink yeah. body. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, you know, that's exciting. Strong. That's exciting to know, Julia, because mm-hmm. if we haven't seen Pink in quite some time, perhaps she's going to use this chance to perform at the American Music Awards to give us something new. Yeah. And delightful and tasty. When, are looks- they, when is that award show? Because we do like that one. It's mostly performances. Sunday, November 20th. Okay. And it's hosted by Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. And it will air on ABC. And if you don't catch it, then it will stream the next day. Over on Wayne Hulu. is having a moment mm-hmm. between, uh, you yeah. know, Dancing with the Stars, American Gigolo, Family Feud. Oh, did you guys watch the American Gigolo yes. series yes. on Showtime? Yeah. Your thoughts, please. I heard some things about it. Um, You know what? Uh, two reasons to watch. John Bernthal and Rosie O'Donnell is Joan Sunday. The, <laughs> the sex is good mm-hmm. in it. The story kind of collapses in on itself, but it's only eight episodes. 
Okay. So to me, the good outweighed the bad. The good acting outweighed some of the so-so storytelling. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, because I went back and watched the original movie. Nothing to do with the original movie. They, they, They come up with a whole different, has absolutely no relationship, except for the fact that, you know, he does get employed by women. Yes. To, you know, be a very good looking lover. (laughs) <laughs> to give his services to those right. who want it. Uh, Brad Pitt it may be selling part of his stake in Plan B Entertainment to a company called Media One, and they're the French production company behind Call My Agent. I know you guys like that show. Oh, we love that Loved. show. That, that is a great... If people haven't watched Call My Agent... That's... Five seasons. That is so, so, so good. Did you ever watch that, Holly? I have not. You really should, because it's like an entourage in the sense that it's... it's so great. All these people playing themselves, and, and the an French, and you're in Paris, oh, and... It's, talent, it was so good. It's, it's so good. Now that is yeah. just so good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good news because it seems like they might be a good fit for his Plan B Entertainment if they're making good stuff over there in France. It's that strange to me he's selling that. He needs cash. I mm-hmm. think that Julia is He bought that right. house for like $87 million. Oh, gosh. I mean, he needs cash. All right. And he's not getting he's it getting from the Marvell stuff anymore. Marvell, so. and he's paying a lot to divorce attorneys. Still. Still. Mm-hmm. Still. Yeah. yeah, this sounds like a liquidation. And maybe Brad Pitt is just getting ready to downshift away from Hollywood. Maybe, maybe. But I know that they don't bring up his name at the She Said document or the She Said movie, which is produced by Plan B because of Brad's problematic ties with Harvey Weinstein. He doesn't. But Lori. He, but he had them. He continued to work gonna, with Harvey. I'm going to find out how many movies he made. How? He he continued to work with Harvey, even though he both you know knew about the situation with Gwyneth because he threatened to beat him up. But he worked with them like twice after Angelina. It was like, uh, I wish you wouldn't work with that guy. I feel like Brad Pitt at this moment, everyone's probably telling him, you know what? Just Step. lay low. Lay low. Yep, you're right. You're Everyone, right. Everyone's got his name. Yeah. Everyone's uh, trying to find crap on him. Mm-hmm. All right. Happy Halloween. Thank you. You're Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. What's happening on the roads out there? I Tomorrow is November 1st. As hard as that is to believe. But I, I want to encourage men to not go along with this no nut November. Dr. Lori cannot cannot endorse (laughs) the No Nut November. That's where it's a, I don't know when it started, maybe 2011 or something like that. Encouraging men to go 30 days without ejaculating. Like sober October. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be in November that they... That's a Movember. That's another one. You know, but crude people refer to it as busting a nut, so they started short calling it No Nut November. (laughs) That's dumb. You use it or you lose it. I I mean, no ejaculation is allowed whatsoever, and I cannot uh, uh, endorse this. No. At all. And I go back to a study that uh, I reported on um, this 27 was, times a month. Not 27 times a month, but Julia. It was close. I'm just going to say this. You know, I'm always pro masturbation. It feels but, good. Or ejaculation. Hey, but yeah, yeah, masturbation that ends in however it ends. You mm-hmm. know, depending on who you are. Thank you. But. Um, they, this study that I shared with you a couple of years ago followed 32,000 men for 18 years. And it found that men who ejaculated the most 
to be exact, 21 times a month. It was 21. I thought it was 27. 21, okay, 21 times, times a month. month. Yep. Had a 20% lower chance of prostate cancer. That's right. Then those who yep. um, ejaculated four to seven times a month. And the more the number increased per month, the lower the risk. And other studies, though, had found that ejaculation rate has no impact. But I say... Why take a chance? There you go. It reminded right. me of the White Lotus last night. <laughs> F. Murray Abraham has a very funny <laughs> thing at the dinner table with his son and his grandson talking about, you know, virility and being able to get it up. And <laughs> you got to do this and you got to do that. A penis is like a sunset set and you need to drain the sack. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Those were his no, lines. a penis is not like, like a, sunset. a sunset. It's not. You know, it's not that beautiful to begin with. Yes, but you need it's, to drain the sack. It was yeah, very funny. It was just... It uh, was funny. So, so I just like, I'm like, I cannot encourage no not no. November. I and cannot. can I can I ask to use yeah. that as excuse to, when I ask? Is, is it say it's for prostate reasons? I'm not That's right. It is for, yeah, yeah. Okay, You're I'm going to see how that rolls oh, over. Oh, yeah. No, people should be... <laughs> but this doesn't mean Someone else has with, to do with with you. Yeah, oh, it does, yeah. Oh. People can you know still be in love and still masturbate. 100 percent. Okay? Yes, that's yeah. the beauty of in it. In fact, sometimes when Casey's real crabby, I'm like, "Have you been masturbating enough lately, dude?" <laughs> 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 okay, too much information. It's still his brother, after all. Okay, boom. Here is something. I mean, we knew this, but it cannot be said enough that going. On a romantic getaway with your partner, people respark, fall in love again, have a little something. Maybe if you've had just like it's just really been something, it is don't worry when you go on this trip, the sparks will be sparking again, the lights will be on, and it's the magic of a vacation and even just looking forward to it. All of that keeps the spirits up. So that's why, like, planning for something, um, whether, like, you know, however you're doing it. But most people get more excited about traveling with a friend. than some people like to travel solo, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, the whole fun. Anyway, so, yes, vacations. Vacation sex Vacation is sex is a very real mm-hmm. thing. It's totally happening. and um, Kind of like we said, though, even if it's just a, if you're not going far, if you just want to get away from the house and get a hotel downtown, yeah, hotel, change exactly. the scenery. Right. The exactly. change the scenery. But a, a romantic getaway, people, yes, almost 50% of people say they have fallen back in, like, and they were at their wit's end. Oh, okay. With each other, Good. kind of a thing. Good stepping stone. Go uh, if you are out there looking to date women, uh, they're they're dumping Bumble and Tinder for Instagram. Really? Is how they're meeting people. Because, uh, and Julie, I think you might have told me this at one point in your dating online thing, was that it seemed like a job. It's a job. I hated it more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. It's a lot of pressure on the dating app. So on Instagram, people are getting messaged after People you, are direct messaging on Instagram? Direct messaging and... Sliding in your DMs? Sliding into the DMs it's and just more a people sensual are, thing to do? Yeah, like you post a cute picture of yourself. Yeah. So kind of women are just like they're getting really sick of the work aspect of working your profiles. If you have a Bumble and a Tinder. Yes. I've had a friend here that works in this building that's had met more women that have slid into his DMs yes. than he has through dating apps. That's right. It's so, just a simple, how you doing? You start a conversation, you ask a couple questions, and boom. Go yeah, and it doesn't seem to be, for, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to be a job. So open yourself up to that, okay? I like it, I like it. 
Um, oh, jeez. I, I, I think that's good information because I do think, oh. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I and, can but feel you would take you took breaks from it. I oh, mean, you all really, the time. I because you, you went from work. a dating toddler to a PhD. It's too much work. You have yeah. like a doctorate from Harvard. And, yeah, you yeah. know. But I mean, you learn a lot about yourself. You do having to do all that, and you have to learn to finally realize. Oh, I like to learn. I want to learn. I'm only paying attention to what I like. Mm-hmm. It's it was just a lot, yeah. you know, because like there's green flags, there's red flags, there's half mass flags, there's this, there's rejection, there's like oh, but someone doesn't even know. There's so much going on, you know. Before uh, so anyway, okay. Uh, my last thing that I have for you in the um, sexual health department again: say no to no, not November. <laughs> I, I I'm guess with I, you. Yeah, right? Wasn't there a movie called like 40 Days? Yeah, 40, something. Something like that. And something. then someone, Andrew Garfield, said he was going to be mm-hmm. abstinent for a year for a while. I don't, I don't understand. Right, right. And also, you know, if you're out there flirting, oh. even if you're sliding into someone, someone's DMs or maybe you're on an app or you're meeting someone in person, but the number one flirting technique that everybody universally hates is the slimy approach. We know it when we see it. Everybody, are we talking about all those pick, pickup lines that we give people on the, Friday? The slimy approach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the most disliked. But I always yeah. give. I might give fifteen, but there might be two real nuggets in there. Yeah, if you, you got to, you got to deliver. Yeah, it's line. all about the delivery. Slimy is more. I consider slimy is when someone gives you the. Once over, and but they do it in kind of like a mean-spirited way, so they're ready to compliment you negatively to try and get you interested in that. You know what I mean? Or like even the guy that thinks like, "Oh, you're qual," like I approve you, so right. now I'm going to say these things to you. There's an arrogance there. Yeah, I get the arrogance. That. We hate that. Yeah. Then, then right next, right number two is by bad hygiene. That'll get you ruled out mm-hmm. just as fast. Brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Get that breath. Floss your teeth. Floss your teeth. You need to go past brushing. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And vulgar vocabulary is a real turnoff for a lot of people. That's yeah. I've been trying to tell uh, one of my nephews this, who speaks like I don't know what. Is that on your sheet? It vulgar is. Vulgar vocabulary. Vulgar mm-hmm. vocabulary is a turnoff. I agree. Because it is. at no matter what the age is, people think you're impressing somebody, but really you're not. No. You're kind of showing that you don't actually maybe have much of a vocabulary. There you go. That's what I keep trying to mm-hmm. tell my nephew. I'm like, dude, you're never going to get any girls talking this way. I have a problem with the old uh, fakakta word. You do? I have do a problem you got to just that. say a different I'm, word, yep. Grant. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. Say no to the vulgar But vocabulary. you just said it. That's a great word. Fakakta. Yeah, yeah it's a good way to, fi- to fix it. I, you know, one of the things is it's kind of amazing how I've got I've got a mouth of a sailor too sometimes outside mm-hmm. of this place and I'll grant you do Lori's not much of a swearer. Mm-hmm. No. But um how you can we do this show for three hours every day. You mm-hmm. can not say it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of amazing because mm-hmm. oh it's just part no, but you can train yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. All right, we'll be right back. Julia, are you gonna watch Dancing with the Stars tonight or have you lost your glow for it? Yeah, I only. Yeah. It's, it's. I'm telling you, having to go to a streaming service just seems like too much work. For and that I don't want to. I just wish I could have it taped, and I just could watch, watch it when it I want when it you and find it to. when I want it. I, yeah. It's too much work. I know it. 
That's I it's totally okay. Get you. But the um, you know, the baseball's on tonight. Oh yeah. Go the, Astros. The Monday night football. I can Grant said I could go back to cheering for them now that that was it. Because remember that one week you guys took me to shame? I think people are cheering for them. I mean, they're so good. I don't see, Grant, do you see how the Phillies win? Only reason why I see them having a little bit of a momentum is now they're going back to Philly, and that is a very windy stadium where they Mm -hmm. know where to hit the ball. It might make a difference. For three games. Yeah, for three games. But I really think that that Houston, the way things are going Mm -hmm. and the way their pitching's playing, I think they're going to pull this one out. They're the better team. They are, yeah. I do, too. And we want them to win because we don't want to have whatever is happening with the Philly curse. No, we do not want mm-hmm. a recession. 1929, they won the World Series. Yeah. 1980, they won the World Series. I mean, now that I know this, we can't <laughs> unknow it. We do not want them. I right. mean, but still, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Dusty Baker because, like we've talked about, great man, great coach, never mm-hmm. won a World Series, and he's turned that team that had a bad past Around. How about the one guy who batted with the wrong bat? Well, that's another thing we don't. That's a, that. There's a little implication there that bat was ruled illegal. An Astro used a bat. That I was know. a gift I from that. another player who was I a that. cheater. Yeah, and it was. Uh, no, uh, too that wide story of a is very suspicious. Yeah, I oh, just. Geez. It's hard to get away from that one. But yes, they got busted. Oh. Not really cheating, but yeah, he was using a bat where the barrel was too thick, and he got a hit and an RBI while using that bat. So. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. And it just so happened to be a gift from yeah. the guy that from the, from the cheater. From the one cheater. of the main cheaters yeah. from the original team. You can't mean they're not even trying to hide it. No. No, no. no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> but maybe he honestly didn't know. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, you don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just going to hope that he didn't and right. move on. Yeah. I'm not losing sleep over it. No, for all the Green Bay Packer fans. <laughs> oh, Casey was so happy. He was so. I said, I just had to throw yeah. it out there. Because I said, my Uncle Tom is really bummed right now, along with a lot of other Green Bay Packer fans. But Casey cannot stand that Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no. we. But, but here's the thing. Okay, yeah. so I read what this thing, and it was gonna, I was going to share this in random. Right, so 52%, um, there's just like this random sports studies. Um, okay. The survey that they did found that, you know, people have ended friendship. Wow. Because a friend supported a rival oh football team, which seems a little extreme. Yes, that it seems does. extreme. But I think this was a survey of men. Okay, I'm going to say you know, mm-hmm. or severe, you know, really, really sports football fans. Right, right. The survey also found that it takes an average of three days to get over the pain when your favorite football team loses. I'm going to say that maybe for a Green Bay Packer or for a Patriot. Or for Philadelphia or Kansas City, you know, teams that are used to winning a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say for a Minnesota Viking fan, that is six hours. I mean, we are so used to the pain of losing. Oh, yeah. There's it, no this, hope. Grant, do you agree with this at all? I oh, mean, yeah. there's no way we would even spend three days in the olden days when we always would pull it out at the end, no matter what. Yeah. Because you'd always think, of course, we're going to figure this out. We're, we're going to win. But three days? Wow. Yeah, so it's I'm hard. sorry to all of our Green Bay Packer people. Yeah. Vikings, oh, God. Vikings, 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 Vikings,
Mm-hmm. I mean, can you ever think of when they've lost this many games in a row? No, this is just something. This is the point where Aaron Rodgers' mouth is better than his arm. Not better, but ta- doing more than his arm. And um, Accidental sports talk happening here. Yeah. Look out, Dan Barrero. But, every, but women watch women. So many women watch yeah. football. And you don't need to say that every right, time but I, I say mean, that. The truth. But it, yeah, but you know, he's he's just, he used to be able to take a guy and make them a great receiver. Now he can't do that, and he's learning that, and he is just, it's it's not Folding well for them, and as a Vikings fan, I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just been it's hard just to desserts. always have the losing teams. I mean, Not Wisconsin got you know they've had some winning, you know. Yeah, well, you should be used to losing. By we now. are. That's why I'm saying yeah. it doesn't even take time. Yeah, I don't even expect to win. Yeah, of course. That's no expectations, no <laughs> right. disappointments. Yes. You're starting to sound like Casey yeah. and how he watches the Vikings. Yesterday, all the experts picked us to win, and as I looked over at my father, I'm like, it's never good when they always pick us to win. And I looked no. at my, I'm like, this is not going to be a good day. But hey, we ended up winning, and I was wrong. But whenever the experts pick us to win, mm. I'm like, mm. Grant, I'm listening. I'm listening to the radio station that's playing them on the way home from tennis yesterday just to get caught up and figure here. And there's this one play that happened, and after it, um, I can't think of who Joe Sensor. He does it right. Uh, no, no, Paul, Mike, Allen, Paul Allen. Paul Allen. Um, he just. They both just sat there. Wow. Um, <laughs> we should know what to do when a blitz is coming at us. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And it was just like this pregnant pause. Like right. How. How do you play by play this? How do you not know how to react when a blitz is coming at you by now? Yeah, no, they were definitely digging a little bit. And they were trying to, like, give them a positive thing. Like, um, you know, I know they're getting better at reading the blitz and everything, but, you know, how does Cousins not move? Hey, he scored a running touchdown yesterday. Yeah, I know, but it was very fun. It was just, I listened to him and I thought... I'm impressed that you know what a blitz is because oh, I have no I've, idea if one was coming I'm, for me. I've watched She's football a, since I've been yeah. born. Yeah, when I saw you uh, a couple Sundays ago, you were dressed in purple and yellow. I do, I do dress on. up for it some yeah. days, but I didn't. Tennis overruled everything yesterday. Yeah, and the Paris indoors has started. Oh, has it? Uh-huh. Mm. All right, so don't mm-hmm. expect to see my brother for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. Go. Djokovic he, had a bye in the first round, but it's Because he likes watching them live, so he'll stay up fun. in the middle of the night, wow. you know? He doesn't... Yeah, yeah, he can. He can. Exactly right. <laughs> he can. Exactly right. <laughs> Plus, maybe the, the West Coast time is more conducive to someone who's a bit of a insomniac. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would agree. All right, so if you're wondering what happened 11 years ago today in 2011, Kim Kardashian filed for divorce from Chris Humphreys just 72 oh, days wow. after they got married. My boy, Chris. Well, Doesn't that seem that was an long, long time ago? He burped in her mouth on their first date. <clears throat> that was like when I knew. I was just like, I was so, I was because I watched the show then I was like, <gasps> what a horrible first date thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That was just like an immediate red flag for me. Yeah, was just like, <laughs> no burping. No burping. Uh-huh. You're going to do that on your first... I mean, no way. But this 11 years, good. and think of how much life has happened to her since then. Yeah, well, she's got four beautiful children. Mm-hmm. And? And? Him. And, yeah. And she has and to do him. And it's like having a child, <laughs> yes. I would imagine. Yes. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, happy Halloween, boo. I can't wait. I hope I get home in time to see a few costumes. You, you will. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's play the mash. Let's, let's go out. Let's bubble out. This is the best time. Watch for kids in the road, people. Yes. Job done. Off you go. 
For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 